1: Hi, I'm Katie Warren. Thanks for tuning into this worship podcast today. Uh, The focus of our reflection today comes from the Old Testament book of Genesis. It's a smaller part of a larger dialogue between God and Abram, or who we'll later know as Abraham. And God has made promises to Abraham that haven't exactly come to fruition yet. So Abraham is starting to wonder if God can really be trusted And that's where we pick up today. As you listen, you'll hear a line uh, towards the end that says, Abraham believed the Lord. And most of the time, when we think about our faith, we think in terms of belief. I believe this or I don't believe that. Uh, The creed that we speak in church each week speaks directly to what we say we believe as followers of Christ. Um, But part of that belief also has something to do with trust. And sometimes I think wherever we hear the word faith, we could also insert that word trust. What enables us to trust someone or something else? And how and why was Abraham so willing to put his trust in God? And what does his story tell us about our own lives of faith? So with all of that in mind, here are the words of Genesis chapter 15, beginning with verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And he continued, You have given me no offspring, and so a slave born in my house is to be my heir. But the word of the Lord came to Abram. This man shall not be your heir. No one but your very own issue shall be your heir. So the Lord brought Abram outside and said, Look towards heaven and count the stars if you are able to count them. And then the Lord said to him, So shall your descendants be. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness so now let's take a listen to a reflection on this conversation between god and abraham and how it shapes our own understanding of trust and faith i am convinced that one of the greatest inventions of all time is that of gps gps many of you might have an app or something on your phone on your smartphone or it's somehow loaded into your car Um, i oftentimes get lost. I'm a bit maybe directionally challenged, uh, even in a town I've lived in for years. So GPS is this game changer, I think for me and for uh, many others as well. Whether you're traveling in an unfamiliar city or just trying to find someone's house maybe you haven't been to before, or just completely lost, (laughs) like sometimes I get and trying to figure out how you find your way back home. It's just as easy as pulling out your phone, right? Plugging in the address, getting that step-by-step voice that gives you the directions to get back on your way. That is, of course, uh, trusting that the GPS is correct, which isn't always the case. Uh, Last winter, I remember watching this news clip of a semi-trailer that ended up driving onto Lake Minnetonka up in Minneapolis in the Twin Cities, apparently, The driver was uh, trying to make a delivery to a home that was right along the lake and was following the directions of his GPS that led him straight onto the lake. (laughs) Uh, We'll maybe give him a little bit of credit that possibly it just looked like a snow-covered road, Uh, but thankfully, the ice was thick enough that he was able to get towed back to land before breaking through and going into the water. Or a few years earlier, there was this driver uh, up in the Upper West Side of Manhattan. He was trying to make his way to New Jersey, but somewhere between here and there, he followed the directions of his GPS that told him to turn right, and instead of going on 88th Street, uh, he had found himself looking down a stairwell uh, on his way to Riverside Park down the, down the stairs there. There are, if you Google it, there are dozens of entertaining stories and great pictures of these sorts of situations that happen Thankfully, for the most part, most of them just end up safely with a little bit of embarrassment and a call to a tow truck. Um, And thankfully for us, most of the time, I think, our GPS uh, works. We can trust that it will lead us to the right place. But it does make me wonder a little bit about those people who are so willing to place their trust in this little machine or invisible technology Sometimes literally blindly follow wherever that GPS voice tells them to go, even if it's onto a lake or down a stairwell. I think if we were, uh, we were to look for a very different example, but a similar level of trust, we go all the way back to biblical times before the invention of electronics, and we could uh, take a look at these words from the Old Testament book of Genesis that I just read for you like gps abram hears this voice speaking to him it's not siri uh, but it's god who um, who appears to abraham and says do not be afraid do not be afraid abraham sounds a little bit hesitant a little unsure in the chapters before if you would read all the way up to chapter 15 that we heard today, God has made all sorts of promises and it doesn't really look like much has changed for Abraham's life. It's as though he hears God telling him to turn right, but he's not exactly sure that it's worth following these directions any further. Where has it gotten him to this point? Nothing is different. So maybe sensing some of that skepticism, God guides Abraham outside And he tells them to look up at the stars in this night sky. And he says to Abraham, Look at the stars, even try to count them. These are your tangible reminders of the promises made from me to you. And so, the next thing that scripture says is that Abraham believed the Lord. Without any further hesitation, The Bible says he believed what God had to say. And that's it. (laughs) It's always a little funny when I get to this part of the story to me that literally all the information we get is just that. Up to that point, there have been all these different details about um, the words that are exchanged between Abraham and God, the details of the different locations that Abraham and Sarah are traveling to here and there. We even get the name of Abraham's current heir, Eliezer of Damascus. When they're outside together, looking up at these millions of stars in the sky, Abraham could have asked all sorts of questions, could have wondered aloud about what comes next, or quizzed God on the validity of these promises he keeps hearing about over and over. But all that said is, at least all the information we get, is Abraham believed the Lord. No further commentary on how we might follow Abraham's lead, or what exactly tipped those scales toward total trust in God. So we're kind of left to wonder a little bit, how did Abraham come to believe, or... Why? And what constitutes belief in the first place? They are worthy questions of our consideration, I think. What happens with any of us that would enable us to say, I believe the Lord? So often when we think about trust, which we can kind of use in the same context of belief, we think about trust we put most of that emphasis on the person or the object that's on the receiving end of that trust. So as an example, I can remember very well the first time I went to Six Flags, an amusement park, um, and I'm going on my very first real roller coaster, like the upside down loop-de-doop kind of things, right? And I was terrified that I'm going to get stuck upside down or fall out, or any of those sorts of things. So the whole time we're in line, I'm watching, as we're winding back and forth, I'm watching everybody who's getting on the ride, who looks maybe about my height or my age, and watching them as they get off the ride then to see how they're feeling, right? If they come back with a smile on their face, they live to tell the story that they survived this roller coaster, then then maybe it's okay. Their experience of that ride informed my own faith in it. Or if you have a good friend, you might trust them to share some information, personal information about yourself, confide in them, right? Before choosing what you share, sometimes we might think about for a moment, well, have I ever heard them tell me things about other people that they've heard, right? Other person's secrets. Do they seem trustworthy? It's almost as though their actions determine our own level of trust. And for many of us, I think that that's a pretty logical way to determine our ability to trust. If anyone stepping off that roller coaster looked terrified or hurt in some way, then I couldn't trust the ride. Or if a friend is what you might describe as a gossip, then you probably shouldn't trust them with confidential information. The only problem with that, though, is that your ability to trust then becomes entirely dependent on something outside of your own control, as though your trust isn't really even yours to give in the first place. One of my favorite authors on topics of faith uh, is a priest and and writer named Barbara Brown Taylor. She offers this kind of definition uh, of trust that has a way of turning that logic on its head. She says, what if we thought of our ability to trust as having nothing to do with anyone but you? You weigh the risks and you decide. Basically, she says, authentic trust means deciding that you can handle it even if things don't turn out the way you'd hoped or anticipated. Essentially, She's saying that the act of trusting another is never entirely logical. That putting your faith in someone or something else, it never makes total sense. That to relinquish control, to place hope or confidence in something outside of yourself, it's actually an act of courage. It's courageous. And as people of faith, we get to practice this over and over and over again. We get to put our trust in this God we cannot see with hope for a future we don't really know how things will unfold, believing that God hears our prayers and desires for love and peace and goodness to prevail. But maybe just as importantly, we get to believe that God is worthy of our trust, even if things don't turn out just the way we might have planned or hoped. It's like following any sort of GPS. I suppose there's always a chance that we could end up somewhere we never intended. We could wonder how in the world we got to where we are. But what our faith tells us is that God is present at every different turn. And if we're unwilling to put our trust into something or someone, well then we're just kind of plain stuck right where we're at and we're not going to make it anywhere. So I think if the story of Abraham and Sarah teaches us anything, it might be this example of what genuine faith or trust looks like. And when the Bible says Abraham believed the Lord, there's no concrete evidence in that moment that God would make good on those promises that were being made. In fact, if you keep reading into the story, it's another quarter century before those promises actually kind of come to fruition. Nothing changed in that exact moment, in an instant. The only thing that I can figure out is that it finally kind of sunk in for Abraham as he's looking up at all these stars in the sky, that God was willing to take a risk in trusting Abraham. And so maybe Abraham was willing to return the favor I think that's what's asked of you and me, too. Maybe the real kind of miracle of our faith, actually, is this ability to hear the promises of God that are whispered to each of us. And then we actually get to believe that they're worthy of our trust. Amen. Amen. dark now to God in prayer speaking those words Jesus taught us through the Lord's Prayer our Father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as in heaven give us today our daily bread forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil for the kingdom the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. There are all sorts of things competing for our time, our attention, and even our trust. So may you be confident today that God is worthy of our trust. And may you be assured of God's presence with you wherever you go. Amen.
0: I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and thanks for your support of the ministries of St. Paul Lutheran Church. Our commitment to projects that lend hope to other people stretches across the country and around the world. We hope that in a good way you feel a part of that reach. Tune in next Thursday for another edition of the St. Paul Podcast.